Welcome to How Real Estate Changed My Life. Obviously, my name's Kyle, and uh, I've been making an effort to interview people that have become real estate investors and as a result have significantly changed their life of themselves or their friends and families from just knowing them being involved in real estate. And uh, what I've done is really just reached out to my circle of people that I know that have great stories of how they got into real estate, how it's changed their lives. And uh, today I've got Paul Starnes on here, buddy, for a good number of years. And I've seen his story evolve. I mean, he was already successful when I met him, but I think he's got a really good story about the industry that he works in and then using that industry to, to invest in real estate too. So Paul, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being open and sharing your story. Tell us about you. All right, my name is Paul Starnes. I actually work for a hard money lender and Investmark Mortgage. I've been there, man, probably nine years now. And uh, man, I grew up in Rockwall, went to North Texas, and I'm I'm a local. I'm a homer here. So I've been in DFW for a long time. Uh, when I got out of school, I ended up in software sales, started saving my commission checks and, and buying houses. First one was uh, from a fraternity brother I bought down the street from him in Corinth. I moved in the, I bought it with a 30 year because you could, for some reason, you could buy it with a, <laughs> 30 year so, loan. So how did you decide to buy a house? Like what, why did that even become a thing? I was renting. Okay. My buddy's like, my buddy's like, dude, my house costs what your rent is on this, on this apartment. And I was like, really? And he goes, there's one down the street. Let's bid on it. And I did. And I won it. And I got out of my apartment and moved in there. I think my, I think my mortgage was like, that's when you could do um, 80% loan and 15% loan and 5% down. Back in the day. Yeah. And my, my, I think I want to say my mortgage was easily less than, I want to say less than 900 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I, it blew my mind. I was like, whoa. So I lived in the, lived in the master bedroom and fixed the rest of the house up. And then after two years, I sold it and you can keep all the capital gain. And I was like, whoa, this is a great idea. But then the 2000 and whatever hit and okay. I changed my strategy to rentals. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I got started. So that was obviously a good decision and you kept going. So how did you get into lending for, for uh, these houses? I was with a group called Lifestyles Unlimited, just kind of mm -hmm. learning Very good cash flow. And uh, I was using Investmark Mortgage, Mike Hanna. I don't know if anyone's ever met Mike Hanna, but he's awesome. Super ethical guy. I um, kind of yeah. helped me. He was my lender on some single families, my me and my first one. I, I used him a few times and then I was going nowhere in my software job. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was a great job. I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. And I would just say my commission checks and, and you know, and then he... He was like, hey, we're, you know, he sent a big list. Hey, we're hiring. So I started talking to him and it took me a couple months to come aboard, but I've been with him now eight years. And so that's kind of how I got started. Uh, so we went, it's a, a still a sales job, right? So yeah, sales, but I mean, you're in the industry that you enjoy. So has that yeah. helped you as an investor? Oh yeah. I find good deals here and there. Plus I, I get to help people. That's the best thing mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm, I'm different than other, other lenders because I always tell you, Hey, that's a terrible deal. Don't do it. I'm pretty well, ethical. Well, I always tell people when they're starting out and they're talking about wanting to do the BRRs or, or you know, flips mm -hmm. is the lenders, you know, people think of hard money lenders as loan sharks on service because it's, it's high interest and yeah. like, I'm not looking at your credit report. And in reality, it's, it's very different than what they think. It's y'all yeah. don't, y'all are wanting to lend money. You make money turning loans, yeah, not repoing houses or yeah. closing and on houses. You don't want those houses. And so no. in, in that regard, you want to make sure that you make a good loan. Exactly. And that's the best thing we can do. And then, you know, a lot of people think, oh, the interest is so high. We're, we're trained to get low interest, but you're talking opportunity cost here. Hey, uh, you know, interest is 13%, but I'm only going to be in that loan for, for maybe three, four months. It's Max. not a big deal. The fees and stuff, yeah. that, all the junk fees and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but it's opportunity cost. Hey, you're giving up, you know, you're, you're going to pay a little bit here, but you're, you're going to make, uh, you know, 40 plus K in equity on this house. Right. And you do two of those and, and that's better probably than your 401k. 
you know? Now, maybe getting a little off of your story and a little bit more on Investmark and what you do, like, do you direct people on, like, you're lending money to rehab it. So are you lending money to rehab it and you just let them run free? Or do you kind of like, hey, this is a good contractor to use? Or are you, because I remember when I did my first one, they wouldn't let me self general contract my first deal. And I had to use a third party. And I kind of did because I created my third party. But um, is that what y'all do? No, I, you know, I take as a consultative approach. Um, mm-hmm. We're very good with first timers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a I have a personal handy contacts list that I'll send out. You know, I'm like, hey, this is just mine. This is what I use. Mm-hmm. You're more than welcome to use some of these. And I always tell them, always call, you know, do your homework, figure yeah. it out. But you Google. can you can do your own GC. You can hire someone else. We see enough rehabs and we kind of know what the costs are, what you can do it for. And what needs to be done, um, we use an appraiser for our loans. And, uh, y- you know, we get the, all the pictures so mm-hmm. we can tell. So someone says, hey, I can do this for 10K. I'm like, man, the pictures, if <laughs> you need a foundation roof and HVAC, that's over 10K. Yeah. Reality hits some people between the eyeballs sometimes. They don't understand what the expenses really are because they think, oh, well, all the parts are 10,000. They don't yeah. fr- they don't really understand how much the labor's, r- labor's gotten yeah. so expensive that it really eats up a lot. It has. And that's where we come in. That's, you know, I don't want to take a house back. I want mm-hmm. to make sure you're going to be successful. So yeah. well, yeah, I don't think, I don't think my can is going to like you very much. You make all these bad loans either. Yeah. We, we don't make bad loans. Matter yeah. of fact, we probably have the least amount of foreclosures versus all the other lenders mm-hmm. out here because I'll, I will tell the truth. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to you. T- tell us about your story. Like, so you, you flipped <laughs> one and then you started buying yeah. rental. So how did that all evolve and how's that gone so far? And the market changed. And, and like I said, I was, I, I started coming to go to some lifestyles and limited stuff and started learning like, Hey, keep properties cash flow because cash is king. Cash is what, you know, helps you out. So then I, <laughs> I bought a house in Irving, a two one one for 49 K. I converted the garage and it had the, um, I made it a three, two, zero and there created a lot of value there. And my out of pocket was, you know, I think maybe 10 or 15 at the time with 20 or 30 in, in rehab. This was a long time ago, yeah. but that's, that got me started and captured equity, got cash flow going. And then I was like, Hey, you know, this is refinanced out. And I started doing it some more. And then you just, you start finding little good deals here and there. And that's just, I mean, that's how I got started. You just mm-hmm. start with one and you just and, keep going. Yeah. And now, you build you, real estate team. now you're doing 1031s, right? Yeah. I'm okay. actually about to do another one here pretty quick. So okay. can you explain how that works for, for people that don't know? Yeah, yeah. So here's a good story. I, I always wanted to have a lake house because I, mm-hmm. I love the fish, you know that. Yeah. And so I was out fishing once and I found this house. Out, you know, I had a 1031 going at the time. I sold one of my rentals over in, in a Rowlett. I had a lot of equity in it because I, I bought it right. And and it was just time to sell it because the equity was sitting there. I wasn't doing, I wasn't getting a lot of cash flow off that equity. Yeah. So it was time to move. Yeah. So it was time to turn that. So I worked with Lou Ann Blau over at ERG Group. She's they're they're amazing. I've I've used several firms yeah. and they're by far the best. Yeah. And uh so sold my rental, all the money went there, and then I had to find some new ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the hard part. So I found a, a lake house out in East Texas. So I bought that one. It was junky one because I like junky houses. It was on the water, so I own that one. I still own it now. And then I bought another. So I bought two. I didn't know about a second bought, one. Yeah. And I bought one in South Dallas and, um, you know, everybody, everybody worries about, Hey, what location is the best? This, I'm not joking. The directions were, uh, if you can see the wheel down there, you know, kind of know where you're at in, mm-hmm. in Dallas. It was South Dallas and it, it turned out pretty good. Mm-hmm. We, we turned that one into a four bedroom. It is in a high crime area. <laughs> My no, contractors had some issues. Honestly, the directions were make a right on Martin Luther and a left on Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And you could see the wheel. It was just in a, in a bad area. Some of the contractors, they had their, I think they had uh, some of their, it was either their painting equipment stolen. They put it on the porch 
and they went in and from the time that they went in, the, the guys were running down the street with their stuff and they just couldn't do anything. Another time they got, I think they got robbed at gunpoint. Yeah. They just, did get robbed by gunpoint. I remember just wasn't, that story. It just wasn't yeah. a good area. And so I was like, man, just, just get, get it done and get out, lock the doors, anyone over there. Yeah. So I just, that was one, you always have bad stories, but yeah, but man, you, did you lose money on it? Oh no, I didn't. See, really there well. you go. Like even the bad yeah. stories, you make money. That's kind of a good, yeah, good business to be in. So let's. You mentioned your fishing, and and so the story is with my podcast is like how real estate changed your life. And you know, we can talk about real estate, but you know, I know that you get to go fishing a lot, and I think you do some stuff with some fishing clubs and things that you probably wouldn't if you had a regular job. And I think real estate's probably helped. Yeah. Some of those opportunities move along. <laughs> yeah. A little more, little more free time here and there. Yeah. You know, I, well, I still got W2. And yeah. They say, hey, always do what you like. And I really like real estate. Yeah. I like helping people out. But, uh, you know, it's not always uh, it's banker's hours, right? <laughs> yeah. So if I need to take off, I can, I can work remote, which is nice. As a matter of fact, I'm in my little office. I built an office in my garage during COVID, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, People really got aggressive with because they had a lot of time on their hands to start yeah. looking. So I was on the phone a lot. So I built a little office in my garage. This is my man cave. It's where I do all my business. But uh, yeah, real estate has changed my life. It's allowed my wife to stay home. There you um, go. You know, the rental income helps out my wife. She was a teacher. She was a teacher mm-hmm. uh, over in Irving ISD. And so that income helps her stay home. Uh, and, and she then, gets invested know. in her kids. I mean, that's important. Yeah. I work out of the house. It's nice. Yeah. I can hang out with my kids and I can see my kids every day, every morning and, yeah. and help them. And then if you need to take them to school or volunteer at school or, you know, we need to go on a, uh, on a road trip for, for anything. Absolutely. We're, mm-hmm. we're there. So yeah, real estate has changed my life and that's the good. And the bad is still good because now it's changed my way of thinking. Like the mm-hmm. 401k, I just cashed mine out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting how everybody thinks 401k, 401k, 401k constantly when they're working yeah. a job. But then when they're in our industries, they're like 401k, like that's you yeah. really kind of do the math. They're really kind of painful on your finance. Oh, yeah. Like they the the expenses and yeah. 401ks are all hidden. If you and, did something else with it, you'd have a much higher return. And you know, the return on the 401k is like five to eight percent is pretty good. You know, a single family house can get 30 plus easily. Yeah. I've got some that have been Affinity because I got mm-hmm. into them for zero dollars. My last course, Canadale, was amazing. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, DFW Landlord Services did an amazing yeah. job. Yeah. So I know those guys. <laughs> yeah, and you guys manage it too. Yeah. So another thing that real estate changed your life is now I can't I can't go just buy a car like mm-hmm. I you know I just can't I'm like you know five six thousand you know whatever for a down payment on on a car. No man, I'd rather put that into a house yeah. and have that cash flow pay for that payment. So I'm I'm ruined that way. So I, I know it's, like, it's it's tough sometimes to see yeah. when you're letting money out of your pocket for something oh, yeah. other than an investment. It's very difficult. I always talk about the return. I'm like, man, I could you know. So yeah, right. that's yeah, another, you're giving up the all the future income off of that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's well, that's one. One thing how real estate changed my life. <laughs> yeah. So t- tell us about one of your fun stories. I know you're you're in some things other than just traditional real estate too. Yeah. Yeah. And those are fun stories. You know, eventually you start getting to where you start making some money, whether it be flips or whether it be some rentals and, and cashing out and, and getting some refis and you start accumulating some money and you want to have that money start working for you rather than 401k. And so you start doing some passive investing in some apartments. Um, we invested in an apartment over in Irving. It was uh, during COVID. It was half occupied. And I'm, I'm a passive investor here, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't lift the hammer. I just send over some money. But it had burned down half of it. Electricity mm. went out. They had to move all the tenants out. And so um, our group bought that. And so that's 
it's now 50% occupied. We're working on a certificate of occupancy to get that done. Should be up and running 100% here within this year. That's going to be a pretty passive. good return, I suspect. Yeah, yeah, that will be. That'll be easily a double equity. When it was it was supposed to be higher than that, but interest rates have risen since that time. Right. And so that's one thing when you're looking at passive stuff, how's how your numbers can change. You know, interest rates went from, you know, four percent to now eight percent on, you know. So that that changes. Also, I've got we've got what am I trying to say, R V park down in Ennis. And that's just yeah. taking forever to get going. It should but be that's a cool story too. So you put money in on this deal and yeah what happened after y'all bought the land and started building oh yeah this is a great one so we it's called ennis it's right below the ennis water tower if you're ever on 45 look straight down you'll see the rv park it's a really nice park but uh after we contracted on that 11 acres bucky's bought right down the street from the same side we can yeah. see bucky's we can see the sign from our our highway access so that's like hitting value, the lottery yeah our value and just went sky high so uh which is great so but it's taking a little while to get that one going it just it, it takes well, you're a building it to, you know like it, it yeah. takes a long time working with cities you know you got yeah. all the infrastructure i mean yeah. hey at least you don't have to build houses on every single lot and you just yeah. do pads yeah. and waters yeah and yeah. it's nice it's it's got a dog park it's got a pool so it's it's a it's a luxury rv park so it's nice yeah. so are, that's a hot topic too right now luxury rv park uh, having we just sold our rv which it's painful in some ways, but we just mm -hmm. weren't getting to use it. But we used the crud out of it when we mm -hmm. for five years. And we wanted to go to the RV parks that are a little bit better than the ones you think of in stereotypes, like, you know, yeah. the, the luxury ones, the ones yeah. like you have. There's huge demand in that. Like huge. Yeah, I mean, there, there really is, especially during COVID. Mm -hmm. They could even keep RVs on the park, on the lot yeah. and, and boats, too. So storage is, is you know, another there's there's many different ways to to invest so yeah. i prefer single family just because i I'm i know i know i know it really well and it's easy and you can accumulate pretty quick and you can get into a single family house if you buy it right for very you know for less than fifteen thousand, yeah. and then double your equity and and have cash flow and right. tax advantages there's a, a lot of different ways and when you go to sell it you're you're selling to somebody that typically is going to be the owner occupant so they're emotionally oh, yeah. attached to it and they're going to be buying it with an fha mortgage they're going to be paying mm -hmm. full retail for years when you've got an investment property and you're selling to investors they're looking for a deal just as much as you're trying to get a deal to so if they're trying to push that price down they're not as emotional when you're selling a single family home they're sold on the neighborhood or the house or the something about it that that they're, they got an emotional so they're willing to pay a little more. Yeah. And, and the houses that I'm buying, I, I like stuff that with the, the ARV, the after repair value is less than 250. So it's very entry level. And when you go to market that or go back to sell it, everyone can buy yours. All yeah, the entry level people. Up. Yeah. And you, it's entry level home. You have a lot of people looking at it. So uh, that's what I'm working on right now. My Mesquite house, I'm selling one of those and, and I'm going to 1031 those funds, hopefully into something different, trying to double the cash flow, <laughs> so we'll see, which I think I can. So uh, you're obviously very experienced and you get to see a lot of people starting out too, just because you're the lender. What, what's some advice you have to somebody that's listening that's like, hey, I haven't bought anything. I don't know what I want to do. What direction would you point them in? Get educated. Mm -hmm. Go to some REI meetups, you know, and, and don't go to the ones that are like tax. Go to go to the ones that teach like rehab, teach, yeah. hey, how to find, like breaking down the numbers on single family, learn rehab. And then I'd say, build a team, build a real estate team. You know, my handy contact list that I send out to some people is great. So build a team get knowledgeable and then don't pay like $5,000 for a, a mentorship or a group. Right. You use that money to go get your single family house. You'll learn way more by taking action and, 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 
entrusting a, a a nice professional when I say like myself mm-hmm. to, to get a hard money and help them work the numbers you know the numbers don't lie I always tell them hey if the numbers work do the deal if they don't go on to the next one yeah and then hopefully you're finding some people who just are not trying to get in your pocket all the time mm-hmm. and actually care about your success and then so, so I think you hit things. on yeah, you hit on something. You know, a lot of people, you know, the paralysis by analysis, or I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to pay somebody five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And I think it's because they're they're overly thinking it or overly worried. Oh, yeah. or, you know, like I'm not going to say the easiest businesses in the world, but it's been around. It's not complicated. It's very straightforward. There are mistakes, absolutely. There are mistakes to make, but there's nothing new. It's not, it's nothing new under the sun when it comes to like buying yep. a house and making it a rental. And yep. um, so I think that's good advice not to spend $5,000 for a guru who's really not going to walk you through it nope. necessarily, like a local person that's going to lend you the money or yeah. a contractor that's actually going to do the rehab for you. Yeah. So, th- I mean, there are some good groups out there and there's some really good educational stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying don't join stuff. I'm just saying, hey, just be careful. Everyone's trying to get in your pocket yeah. from a newbie, you know, right. from, from a new person. So just be careful because yeah. that can be. Sold a bill of goods on emotional, emotionally buying. So. Yeah, but yeah, they they tied into their emotional heartstrings. Like, oh, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars next year if I just give this guy some money. So, yeah, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, that. it's an investment. You're not yeah. moving into it. It's a widget. You want to have a nice, clean widget that works. And yeah, I can't remember who it was I interviewed earlier in the season, and and they had kind of the same story. They they might have paid. I think they watched YouTube videos of the gentleman that I paid five hundred dollars, and I, and mine, mine was a very good five hundred dollars spent on yeah. how to fine houses they were wholesalers yeah and uh he'd watch all the youtube videos for free that i paid 500 bucks for and it was still money well spent for me yeah so i thought that was interesting but i yeah, just it, I, so you know you have a lot of houses you get a lot of calls from mm-hmm. from wholesalers or people i just got a call from, from someone i'm like no i'm not selling but put me on your distribution list he's like oh and i come start talking to him I'm like how old are you he's like i'm 16. i'm like what <laughs> he had learned on youtube and he had started he's actually got some houses under contract oh wow he's, they're not the best deals, but the, I was really impressed with the kid and I got his phone number and I'm like, Hey, call me, put me on your real estate team. If you have a house, I'll buy it. Of course, if you have a good deal. Mm-hmm. So I was really impressed with the 16 and he learned all the stuff off of uh, YouTube and set us up off with software. He's good with you know software and yeah. using computer. And he's already, he's making calls with the effort. So I'm like, Oh man, you got, you're going to do well. Yeah. So well, good. I really impressed. Yeah. I get those calls too. And it seems like a lot, and it's good that he's out there and he's got the big picture and understands all the opportunities that are there. A lot of them are pigeonholed into only calling for somebody that's looking to, to sell. So, and, but then when I say, Hey, no, I'm not selling. I, as a salesperson, expect the next word out of their mouth is like, Hey, what are you buying? Or are you buying something? And they never do. They just hang up. Like, yeah, no. They just missed an opportunity. <laughs> I could have bought VA, a lot yeah. of houses from them to try and sell one to them. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I always try and go on the distribution list if I can. Sure. So, well, that's yeah. where you're making your money. You know, yeah, yeah. Every every deal isn't there. There are opportunities everywhere. You just mm-hmm. you know gotta gotta know what to do. Now, do you now? This is a time about Investmark Mortgage. Do y'all pre-approve properties that some guys will wholesale out? We can. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff moves so fast. You yeah. know. Uh, I just we don't have the bandwidth to do it. It just moves right. so fast because because you know, and I don't get exclusivity. If I can get mm-hmm. exclusivity on a house from a wholesaler, yeah, absolutely, we yeah. can blast that out to our our clients. And and in a perfect world, the wholesaler will call me. I have a house. I'm like, all right, what's the purchase price? Let me get some good rehab numbers, and I'll look at the ARV and the rent, and then I'll blast it out to my buyers. Hey, here's a house location. Here's the purchase price. Here's the rehab. Here's the ARV. This is how much it's going to be out of your pocket to get into this deal. Hopefully it's, you know, like, uh, 17K. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And your return is, is, is you're going to have, you know, 35 in equity and then, um, you know, 
two, three hundred, whatever in cash flow. Now that's a great deal. So you're spending seventeen to make thirty something, and you're doubling your your equity there, or or your the money you're using out of pocket, and then you're also cash flowing. So see, that's the way they used to be marketed to me from people for for years, yeah. and then that's yeah. just stopped. Nobody's doing it anymore. Yeah. Now they just send you the house saying, "Hey, here's the what it's worth and what I'm selling it for, and the rehab numbers," which you can't really depend on them, but they don't really show you the in-depth like you just mentioned that would be yeah. something nice but i can understand why they don't so i always say well because they can make more money yeah <laughs> they yeah. don't do that because yeah. you know some like you and i can rehab stuff a lot cheaper than someone mm-hmm. else can um if you can control rehab costs you can really 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 do well that's yeah. why it's nice to really be nice to your contractors yeah so and they're hard to find that I'm, yeah i'm burning through maintenance guys like crazy i just need more good solid so if you're a maintenance guy in DFW, and you hear this, I'm hiring. I don't care when you listen to this podcast, I'm hiring. It's just always a position I'm always hiring for. And we treat people really good over here. You meet good people. That's I'm, why we probably, yeah. we're, we, we've known each other for a while. And then yeah. we start meeting other people, which is great. That's another good thing about real estate. Ouch, changing my life. You really start getting around a group of people that have the same mentality. And it's not competition, but they really care for how you do. And you yeah. talk to them about this. And you know, one guy might be doing RV parks and you could call him and ask him questions. You might be doing up in you know Wichita Falls. Hey, yeah. how's that market? What's going on? And you start to meet some of your team. And then, you know, uh, property management. This, uh, that's really how it's changed my life is, yeah. is the people we run around with. I'm a firm believer you're the average of the five people you're around the most. And that's why I enjoy spending my time with with guys like you and you yeah. know, Andrew Postel and yep. uh, Jason McDougall and Ryan Swift. All these guys are going to be on the podcasts. If they haven't already hit live, they will be. But that's where I, you know, one, it adds energy to me, but also it's like, hey, what are y'all doing? And okay, it's yeah. slow for me. Is it slow for you? Or, yeah. hey, this is what I'm seeing. Are these kind of what y'all are seeing? And that's, and, you know, I just love hearing people's stories. And the thing in real estate, it's not competitive in the sense that people think it is. It's a it's a very much an abundance mentality because there's a lot of opportunity out there for us. And just because I win doesn't mean you lose. And I think a lot of people come into real estate at first thinking I've got to beat this person. That's not the case at all. Yeah. No, we we all want each other to be successful because there's so many deals out there. Mm-hmm. And then you, you kind of want to be doing, as you say, the best practices, all your IT guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing people hold back is maybe who their contractor is because if they got a busy business, they don't want to lose yeah. out on bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a good contractor, man, you can really, you can really do well. And they can mm-hmm. trust the numbers. That contractor yeah. can then like, and they'll know stuff. Here's a good example. You know, I bought that, I bought a house of Corsicana. Corsicana is an hour away. Yeah. For anyone listen and, and you buy anywhere, buy where the numbers work. Where's the can of work? It turned out to be a fantastic deal. I bought it for 69. The rehab was 69. ARV was like a little less than 200. So we're into it really good. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bad wall on the exterior wall was like just bad, just yeah. horrible. I think Alex showed me some pictures of that one. And what she did, she came in, she built a second wall and just made a big, thick wall. And the window You, love, you, you have to love awesome. her problem solving. She's a smart lady. She's fantastic, man. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I I thought it was that was really nice what she did, and yeah. I never would have thought of that. So trust yeah. your trust your rehab people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and you mentioned in course Canada and me with you know Wichita Falls and some of the other markets. Like right now, it seems like the inside DFW Metroplex. It's really hard to make those numbers work. Yeah. So yeah, don't be afraid to go to a tertiary market. That's you know, yeah. a little bit of a drive. You know, the, all the books, tapes, and CDs tell you buy within 15 minutes of your house, and it's changing. I don't know. Like, there's not going to be nice rental houses within 15 minutes of my house. Yeah, I've got to go farther out. And well, taxes, so, don't and be afraid. I mean, that it, that, and I think technology helps people go farther too. Oh, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I own a house in Florida, and I manage it. 
and doing just fine with it. You know, and yeah. I've got local contractors that take care of business, but yeah, you can, you can own remotely. Yeah. Sherman Denison is really huge right now. It is. You see, it's actually spreading to Bonham now, Bonham and Paris. I see a lot of yeah. those now. So yeah, yeah I was just up a- in Paris this Saturday and it's a really nice area. Real, yeah. It's a lot more green than it is here. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> Bicycle. Yeah, I'm cycling, so I was at a cycle event out there and bicycling. It was much more pretty than that's right. I want to run. I want to get one of those with you one day. That's my goal. And then hey, year, I just bought a tandem. My daughter's riding on the back, and uh, I'll let you piggyback. Uh, me and you, me. man. Me and you. I'll as just, long as we get some video and pictures. Yeah, I promise I won't prop dust you the whole way. <laughs> Wouldn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be outside. Yeah. And that's, uh, hey, that's how real estate changed your life. You get to do other new stuff too. You got some time to spend with the kids and whatnot. I mean, honestly, what can, let's say you buy one rental. You're going to create some, you're going to get some equity off that house. Yeah. You get some tax savings. You're going to get some cash flow. And let's just say you get 250 cash flow. 250 will pay for your cell phone and, uh, you know, maybe your gas bill. That yeah. pays for two bills right there. And if you think about it that way, every time I acquire a house, this is going to take care of, you know, it's going to take care of my electric bill yeah. and something else. And that's just so the get, cash flow. That's not all the other benefits. Yeah. yeah. You get two houses and you have what, 60, 60 plus K in equity. Mm-hmm. And then 500 plus in, in cash flow. Yeah, really. I mean, two houses really. It starts, you got to start somewhere. So here, here's another question because the other day you brought your son to our real estate group, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's learning from being around, just like my daughter. She's in the office just a minute ago. Yep. And they understand, they ask questions that other kids their age don't. Do you think they're getting yeah. a better education because you're in real estate, especially in the finance? Right. Well, they're learning the real world, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you, <laughs> you let them go to one of your junky houses and throw a baseball through the wall, you know, <laughs> you, you teach, I talk to them numbers, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to raise them in the real world. Like if uh, they don't like, you know, if they're not meant for college, which yeah. you do not have to go to a four-year school to be successful. And I don't like how everyone thinks that oh, if you don't go to college, you're not doing well. I know a lot of plumbers, a lot of, a lot of people in their own business are doing really well. So I don't want to put my kid in that. I just want them to be happy, but I want them to have an avenue to be able to help themselves. So yeah, yeah man, I take my kids as everything and I talk to them about numbers. I'm not worried about, hey, this is what we make on this. This is why we do it. And then I start asking them some questions. Don't some vocabulary in there. Like, uh, you know, you gotta be liquid. You just little stuff like yeah. that. Just to, just to let them know. So yeah. yeah well, it's just, you're exposing them to something they're not and they're gonna be that much farther ahead of the other folks uh, when yeah. they're out there in the world. Yeah. So when my kid turns what eighteen, I'm like, you know, let's let's get you on with the maintenance team over at McCall. You learn a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my plan. My 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 son comes yeah. in and he stuffs uh, envelopes and new oh, yeah. tenant packets and everything. And yeah, I think next week he'll be in here all week working. My daughters keep wanting. She she keeps wanting to come up here and work. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then, but yeah. I'll find something for her. She's yeah, you know, yeah. she. She's, I've got a business coach and she sat in on that meeting this morning. So yeah, I, I want my kids to, to learn how to, Hey, you can do stuff by yourself. You don't always have to rely on someone else. You, yeah. you can do stuff yourself and you just, just, you don't worry about making mistakes either. Hey, we all make mistakes. Well, you learn from them. Yeah. I don't want them to have analysis process. If you, you know, let's get something done, you yeah. know, it can be done. Yeah. You yeah. know, the mistakes things I had somebody ask me, well, what would you do different? Cause I made some mistakes. Oh yeah. And I'm like, every one of those is every mistake is an opportunity for me to have learned to be Come what I am now, and if I didn't have those mistakes, if you don't make mistakes, you aren't learning, you're not growing. Yeah, as long as you learn it, from them. You know, it's funny. Even the mistakes that we make, you're still going to make money off it. I think we were talking about that. Like, hey, I've made some mistakes, but even those mistakes, I've, I've profited mm-hmm. because you're probably doing it right on a majority, and right. one little thing might be, eh, I'm lost. 
lost some money here, but that's okay. But now I know. Yeah. Now I know. And, I th- and I think I go back to Andrew Postel's story about his townhomes. You you know about those, right? In, in mm-hmm. Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. He bought them and they would drop like, I don't know, was it 75% in value like within a year when the market crashed? But he never lost m- money on it. And that's a yeah. really good story. Yeah. Played, yeah. His, played, it, played the cards right. And that's what's cool about us getting together because you can talk like, hey, I'm not so, not so much worried about cash flow. I'm worried about acquiring mm-hmm. because the market will change and the interest rates will go down and then I'll cash flow a lot. And then and then I can cash out tax free and yeah. use that. To, so there's a lot of different ways to do that. It's always good. And that's another thing I tell new people: Hey, find some people that do what you're doing, yeah. you know, and talk. Don't be afraid to talk numbers. Everybody's afraid to talk numbers. Everybody's afraid to see what everybody's doing. So yeah, know? I think that was a good experience when I worked corporate world. I was a a bond broker and I bought and sold fixed income securities for people. And I had to ask people money and number questions all the time. And I think our 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 culture is like. You don't talk about money. You don't you yeah. don't ask somebody how much yeah. they make or you don't ask how much they made on this deal or how much something costs. Like, no, that's how you get better is by knowing, yeah. you know, Paul Starnes, he paid sixty nine for this and put sixty nine in it and it praises for two ten and so he's got good equity in it. Cash flows a couple of bucks. Like those are numbers that are real world that people can yeah. learn from. And then it helps that person make good decisions on okay, this was good for Paul and it worked. Or yeah. maybe this didn't work for somebody and I can use that as a bookmark to say, Hey, okay, that's not what I yeah. want to do. The best thing you can do is if you're buying skill, learn how to analyze those numbers, figure out what your return is. It's gonna just blow away a four one K or something, you know. Yeah. Look at all of of the bids that you can get a hold of every single contractor bid you can find to see what things cost. Because yeah. I, mean, I mean that, and that's another thing that I just people need to know how much it costs to put gutters on, or people need to know what a roof costs, or people need to know. A, there you go. I have it right here. I like I, I have like multiple bids, and you, you, that is a golden nugget right there mm-hmm. that will really help you out. Yeah. So keep and some bids so you just have an idea. And it's always changing because I've got a Dropbox oh. and I looked at some old bids from man ten years ago. I'm like. It's an it's an it's a huge difference, and it's just I, it's shocking. I like when you built your Granberry house. Oh yeah, one seventy one eighty or something. Yeah, that's was, how much it was. And and now you can't even. I think you built it for cheaper than that, honestly, and you sold yeah. it for one eighty or something. Yeah, it, it was it was a fun project. I wish I, you know, you look back and you're like, man, if I had known this, or if I'd known that, or how how. And I'm not saying crystal ball, but like just know how to execute something. Like I didn't know how to get my long-term financing together for that for those properties that I built. If I'd figured that out earlier in the game, I'd still have a whole bunch of rental houses down there that I'd built. Yeah. But um, at that point in time, flipping them is what made sense. You know, build and sell. Yeah. Made some yeah. money, paid some bills. I needed to pay bills, so it made sense. I need the money then. There's there's ways to do it. So. But man, I learned a lot. I had a blast doing it, and I've got all the quotes on septic tanks and tapping yeah. sewer lines and all that. It was it was fun. I had a good yeah. time. And I liked your what you could buy. You had to buy two lots to put yeah. a septic. But there was a lot of people were selling one lot. Yeah, for like really cheap. But when you bought that lot, you you couldn't build on it because it wasn't big enough for yourself. I know. And then you know how many people tried to sell me one little lot? I'm like, I can't do anything with it. So there's a reason nothing's built on it. So I learned from that. That was good when we share stuff like that. So that was really awesome. And I'm trying to do a lot of those on YouTube. I'm trying to walk properties, tell people what I'm doing. This is my thought process. We just did one in Haltom City last week that I bought, and I was Nadine, huh? Nadine, I just I'm on Mallory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, and that's the other thing is like we're all neighbors. it's crazy. Yeah. I, you know, we got another buddy of ours, Don, that's like in between ours. You probably that's didn't even know that. I did, but the Don. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy world. Hey, Don, how are you? <laughs> yeah, he's listening. <laughs> <Don't watch. laughs> yeah, maybe Don will be on here in the future. I know he's got yeah. a lot to talk about Airbnb. He's, he's got a really interesting story on Airbnb because he's he, tried a lot of different things in Airbnb. Man, I'm telling you, he's crushing it for me. He's in a professional orchestra. And my kid is an orchestra. And we bought a cello from Don. 
Oh, yeah. helped us. Isn't so, it crazy? So, so you know. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, yeah absolutely. If you if you need orchestra instruments, call yeah, us. We we'll, we'll connect we you. Yeah, and then and then we'll get a markup. Maybe we'll get a little kickback for yeah. Those things are expensive. I, I'm shocked at how much that stuff costs. We yeah, we bought a cello for five grand. Yeah, and you got <laughs> was, a deal, right? That was a good oh, deal. We did. Yeah, Don really helped us out. My, my awesome. son plays tuba in the band, and I I don't remember the exact what I. It was like five figures for those things. If I yeah, remember, it was it was shocker. They're really yeah. I yeah. I'm like Mike. It was hard. For me to buy that because i'm like yeah. hey we can buy a house and <laughs> blah, I know, that's blah. a down payment yeah and then i'm on walmart.com i'm like wait no they're a lot cheaper like no no no, no those don't work <laughs> you know, yeah it'll oh, work yeah. for me <laughs> exactly so yeah. all right we got a little off but yeah that's a good story i mean that's it's all about your network and, and you know connections really yeah so hey man i really appreciate you spending your time visiting with us and, and sharing your knowledge and your story is there anything else I need to know before we we we, we I, cut it? I hope we offered some knowledgeable stuff, you yeah. know, to people. And you know, don't be afraid to man. Hopefully, we meet people at some of these meetups and whatnot. And uh, there's a lot of real estate meetups. Um, and if you are watching this and you're new, go to like go to meetup.com and, and type in REI real estate investing and just pick some. There's a lot of different places that I start mm-hmm. learning. And then you know, people like to help people. I know I do. I think the biggest thing for me is to see somebody come from not owning to becoming an investor. And that's the whole point in this podcast is like letting people know that it's not, it's not crazy difficult to get into it and the positive impact that it can make in your life is significant. So for me, and I know you too, if somebody comes up to you a year from now, two years from now, it's like, hey man, thank you, Paul, because of you, now I've got two houses and I'm not worried mm-hmm. about my retirement like I was. That that would yeah, be yeah. huge cool. for me. Like that, that'd be my giggles. That, that, that's what I would really yeah. enjoy. So that, that's that what already I enjoy. happened to me. And that yeah, was that's awesome. awesome. Well, see, and you, you get to do that, that all the time. You'd you be might in the have lender. a guy on a show. So yeah. we talk about guests for your show, which would be really cool. Hey, I do need, I need some people. I want some people in the real world. I don't want the, the gurus that are selling books, tapes, and CDs. Yeah, I want, I want the guy. real people. So yeah, let's text you on. It's really good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to plug something just because it just came to fruition recently. And you mentioned you don't have to go to university. I mean, there's trades and all this. So I was on a podcast last year uh, through A&M. And they asked me what my big hairy goal was. And I was like, hey, you know, I want to have a nonprofit that helps students kind of in those high school years that are kind of like, hey, what am I going to do when I get out of high school? Am I going to go to college? Am I going to go be a nurse? Or am I going to be a HVAC guy or a welder or whatever? So this year I did it. We started a nonprofit. I don't think I mentioned it to you, but we've got our first event coming up. It's in September. Our goal is we're raising money to help these students you know, get their certifications for welding, get their equipment for cosmetology, get their, you know, maybe more uniforms for the nursing students while they're in high school so that they don't have a, like, oh, I couldn't afford this to, to get this. Because yeah. like yeah. these kids can come out of high school with like four certs for welding. They're walking into $60,000 jobs. And so I don't want there to be a hurdle for these students for when they graduate high school. I don't want those kids flipping hamburgers. I want those kids yeah. going out being yeah. productive citizens. And I want them to know that there are opportunities for them. So that's what we're doing. So if anybody's interested, you know, reach out to me. We're we're, we're raising funds for these, for these these gentlemen and ladies. The right now we're using it for Keller ISD's program, which is KCAL. And uh, so anyway, just plugging that. Appreciate you, Paul. Thank you so much. I really appreciate not only your friendship but you sharing with us too. So anytime, man. Appreciate all right, you. thank y'all. Have a good one.